Welcome to the Bible for Kids podcast with your hosts, best-selling children's author Amy Parker and author and co-creator of VeggieTales, Mike Naraki. If instilling biblical values in kids is important to you, this podcast will help give you the resources, wisdom, and hope to do just that. Now let's join our hosts, Amy and Mike, for this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to the Bible for Kids podcast. I'm Mike Naraki. And I'm Amy Parker. Today, we have one of my favorite people on the planet, on the podcast, best-selling author, Laura L. Smith. She's a wife to Brett, mama to four kiddos, and a shining light to her dear friend, Amy Parker. (laughs) (laughs) There is no telling where this conversation is going to go today, but I do know this. We're going to start it with a Bible verse. And today's verse is Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. So I got on Laura's website for an official bio, even though I could probably tell you my version of the bio because we've been friends for like 10 years now. Um, But I found this on her website, and even though it's not an official bio, I just thought you guys needed to hear it. Um, I think this really tells you who Laura is without telling you an official bio. She says, or she writes... I've been searching my whole life for beauty, not in the world. There's plenty of that. In the crimson of a cardinal's feather, in the sound of waves crashing along a shore, in the melody of a beetle's ballad, or in a Chagall-stained glass window. The world is filled with beauty, but me, well, that was another story. It took me years to discover my true beauty, to fully grasp that I am made in the image of my creator, and therefore, I am beautiful." The incredible thing is, so are you. You were marvelously made by God to inspire awe. No matter what the world tries to tell you, no matter what you try to tell yourself, no one can rob you of the incredible true identity God instilled in you. I tell stories through books, blogs, and speaking in hopes of helping you discover what took me so long to see, your beautiful true reflection in Christ. That is so beautiful. In itself, in the writing. (laughs) So, Laura, you're an author, a blogger, a speaker, uh, but through it all, true reflection in Christ seems to be um, your theme through it. Yeah, Um, for sure. So so can you tell us a little bit about why that is and and what you're passionate about? Sure. I think growing up, I always felt like I wasn't enough, enough anything. I didn't think I was pretty enough, smart enough, athletic enough, cool enough. Um, I was the nerdy girl who loved to read books. Um, I always felt second best to my big brother, who was like the Renaissance man and um, had an incredible mom and a dad who had enough of his own issues that um, he made me feel very small and unworthy. And so I spent all of my growing up, even through college, striving, like striving to prove to anybody that I had value and made a lot of mistakes in doing that because we can get in dangerous situations when we're just trying to prove that we are lovable. Um, And then Jesus totally transformed it for me. I had grown up as a Christian, so it wasn't that I didn't know him, but I didn't really understand what his promises meant or who he really was or how much he really loved us. And when he kind of just rocked my world, um, it changed everything. Um, He loves us so much and he finds us so incredible And I think, especially in our social media bombarded culture, we're constantly comparing um, and thinking, oh, gosh, if I only like looked like her or if my house looked like her. And I know 
mamas get into this all the time. Like if I dress my kids like that or had my kids behave like that or um, whatever the situation, we're always trying to be like someone else when Jesus like made us his masterpieces. And like, that's huge. Like we're not rough drafts or doodles or something. We're like masterpieces. Like you think how long um, Leonardo da Vinci worked on the Mona Lisa. Like he didn't just whip her out in an afternoon. Like he intentionally every single brushstroke, every shade of paint. And that's how Christ created us. So when we second guess who we are in any way, um, it's really, um, it's sad um, that we don't recognize how incredible we are. Second guessing God. Right. It's also just not like if we think that we know better how we should be than he does, then there's something really off with that too. But I, I just, I encountered clearly people growing up in high school and grade school who are just like me in college who are just like me struggling with their identities. But now all the time I still encounter people like that. And I just, I just want to look every single person I meet in the eyes and say like, you are incredible. Like God made you so amazing. And I just want everyone to own that and live in that because it's a beautiful space to live. And it's impossible to be around you and not get that from you. So just it's probably why (laughs) we've been Friends, it's why I need you as a friend, because I need that kind of light and, and reminder and in I my life. I think we all need it. Yeah. And, and you mentioned that, that you, you, you had a certain point in your life when this occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, was this, was this in middle school and high school or when, uh, kind of when, when did that occur to you? When I was struggling or when I figured out better how. Yeah, yeah, sort of when, um, yeah, you figured out kind of that moment. Um, really, when I met my husband, um, not when I met him, when we started dating, Um, he loved me exactly for me and he, we'd been friends before we started dating. So like he knew all of my bad stuff and all the skeletons in my closet. And I had just been myself around him. So I wasn't like all the other guys I dated been trying to prove like, oh, I'm pretty enough for you. I have to put on mascara before we can talk. Like, and I have to (laughs) act like I know everything and I have to like, he already knew that I was a goofball and, you know, had seen me like without makeup and all those things. And he loved me just for me. And that illustrated to me what Christ's love is really like, that Jesus loves us with or without our makeup, if we're vomiting, if we're angry, <laughs> if we're depressed. It's like, so interesting you would go there. <laughs> Jesus loves us when we're vomiting. That is my next children's book. Look for it I next want it year. A, I want it on a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the places like where we don't want anyone to see us, right? Like yes. that's, So we're just like, no, don't see me here. Um, I just... My husband showed me what that love looked like. And of course, not as perfectly as Christ does, but it illustrated it to me in a way that I had never seen in my life before. Mm. And it just changed like, oh, someone can love you for who you actually are. Then these things that Jesus is saying that he loves us for exactly who we are is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing to have that that model, uh, how God uses that model in our in our lives. Yeah. Some. Sometimes, you know, we get that in our families and, you know, see, see that in our parents. And, and other times God brings other people into our lives to model that for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so you have had your own, you talk a lot about identity with the people, um, like in your books and in your speaking, but you have your own personal anecdote that I thought was just so, I don't know, remarkable, um, a real life experience where you sort of changed your identities. Talk about that. When you went from being corporate, corporate Barbie to, 
to stay at home mom. Okay, first of all, don't call me a Barbie. Well, you have Amy. the blonde <laughs> What kind of what kind of Barbie car does corporate Barbie drive? Um, <laughs> a Corvette. I had the pink yeah, Corvette. Yeah, Barbie always drove a Corvette. That's a pink really? Corvette. That's oh wow, well, even yeah. corporate Barbie. I thought yeah. it was like yeah. a BMW or something. Oh well, maybe. Maybe, maybe now a they're evolving some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, and then she went from corporate Barbie Corvette to mom Barbie minivan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, no, I had been, I had shared that I had been striving my whole life. So, you know, get all the best grades in high school, get all the best grades in college, um, be a business major because my parents thought smart girls should be business majors and get good jobs. And so I wanted to please them and I wanted to check all the boxes. So I got a marketing degree and got a job in corporate America, leasing shopping malls, which was a lot of fun and extremely lucrative, um, but not satisfying or gratifying. Um, and when we had our first baby, when I had Maddie, um, I just looked at her and I was like, I can't, I can't leave her. <laughs> um, and I was traveling a ton for work and my husband was traveling a ton for work at the time. And it wasn't a situation where you could just leave your baby in her crib while you guys went to different cities overnight. That just didn't <laughs> seem like the best choice. Um, so I, I just knew, I mean, God was calling me to stay home with her and it wasn't something I'd. Um, really thought through before I thought I might work part-time but as soon as she was born and as soon as I held her I just knew it was time for a switch and it didn't seem like I was doing anything revolutionary by doing that but I mean I was making a ton of money and had like supposedly a prestigious job for a young person and it was just so easy to give up I think when you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing what God's called you to do it's like well yeah um so I just quit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you went from literally staying at the Ritz to staying at home. Yep, with to stay on the couch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, and since then, you've been writing and speaking to girls and, and women on this topic. Um, your first books were a series of three, uh, Skinny, Hot, and Angry, covering tough issues uh, like eating disorders and relationship issues. How and why did you choose those topics as, as the ones that you wanted to write about? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the first book I wrote, Skinny, was about eating disorders. And I had had um, one of my dear friends in high school and then one of my dear friends in college had both been hospitalized for their eating disorders. Um, and then I was a young mom with a two-year-old in a play group, and one of the moms had an eating disorder. It just kind of hit me that this isn't like a teenage problem. This is something that women of all ages are struggling with. And the situation with eating disorders is usually that's a control issue um, whoever has an eating disorder, that's the one thing they can control in their life is their food intake, their calorie intake, their exercising. And so they won't talk about it. So the friends I had and the friends I loved, anytime I would ever try to approach that kind of a conversation with them, they immediately shut me out, which is common with people with eating disorders. That is a standard response. Um, but I started writing Skinny just as a way to kind of tell them how much I loved them and how wonderful they were. Um, because they would never allow me to have those conversations oh, with wow. them. So yeah. it started to be almost this cathartic thing, but I wrote it from the perspective of a um, teenage girl on dance team. I was on dance team in high school, and clearly there's a lot of um, weight, body image issues when you're in, like, dance costumes. Um, yeah. So I wrote it from her perspective, and it, it just was a very cathartic way to share with my friends and give them something in a fiction format because it's easier to talk about some of the harder stuff when it's fiction. And then um, I was like, well, in the course of writing, I'm like, there's so many girls that could hear this. Like, I wish I could have like read this when I was in high school. I wish I could have passed it out to all my friends in high school. Um, 
And that led to the whole series then of books of hot and angry. Also just issues that especially a Christian teen doesn't want to say to their mom or dad, like I'm dealing with this thing. It's a lot easier to say, I read this book um, or for the parent to be like, you know, here, why don't you pick up this book? You know? Um, so it just seemed like a good way to start conversations about really hard things. Yeah. Yeah. And we won't go into the subject matter specifically, um, but you know, hot, you can imagine relationships, um, relationships for teens and, and dealing with that. And you just deal with it in such a, um, like just a safe and beautiful way. Like you don't skirt around the issue, but but you also deal with it in such a healthy way. In all three of those books, I feel like you do. Um, so this is probably a great place to take a break, and we'll be right back on the Bible for Kids podcast. Don't forget to remember. Ellie Holcomb's newest children's title, Don't Forget to Remember, is the perfect Easter gift for your kids this year. Teach them how to look around and find reminders of God's great love for them everywhere they go. And similar to her first book, Who Sang the First Song, Ellie has a song to go along with Don't Forget to Remember, which you'll enjoy singing as you flip through the beautiful pages of the book. Both the song and the book are available wherever music and books are sold. Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, is back. In his hilarious new chapter book series, 10-year-old Michael and his friend Justin sneak into the Dead Sea Caves near the archaeological dig where Michael's dad is working. Michael finds a couple of 2,000-year-old squirrels petrified in sea salt. Hijinks ensue as Michael tries to bring them back to the U.S., hidden in his backpack. What Michael thinks are just cool souvenirs may turn out to be something much more. The Dead Sea Squirrels series is humorous, fun, and filled with character-building lessons. As co-creator of VeggieTales, co-founder of Big Idea Entertainment, and the voice of the beloved Larry the Cucumber, Mike Naraki has been dedicated to helping parents pass on biblical values to their kids through storytelling for over two decades. To find your own Dead Sea Squirrels, head over to Tyndale.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookstore. Hi, welcome back to the Bible for Kids podcast. And today we're speaking with Laura Smith, author and speaker. We were talking about her book, Skinny, Hot, and Angry. Um, did you get reader responses to that? Did they? Did you get emails or notes from girls who had read the books? And what were their responses to that? Yeah, um, I think they're always so emotional for me to get because um, so many girls are struggling and that goes whether you're a Christian or not. And I just, I fear that our Christian society has this image that we're all supposed to be good, um, which goes back to, it, that goes against just being our true reflections. Like we're not going to be perfect. God loves us because he made us, not because of the things we do or achieve or the ways we mess up. He doesn't get mad at us. He loves us and calls us back to him. So I do get um, a lot of messages from girls um, who are struggling and who are grateful. Um, and those books all have discussion questions too, which I think is a helpful way that they've yeah. been able to process some of them. But even one conversation where I had a speaking event, actually, and a girl came up to me afterwards, um, led to my next series, um, which is about issues that college girls go through. So those are even a little harsher and harder. But yeah, I think the comments from the girls are just that they um, are so grateful and comments from moms are constantly that they wish they had those books growing up. And, you know, you mentioned that you speak to a lot of girls and women in colleges and churches about finding their identity in Christ. Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the most common issues you see with them struggling with today? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I mean, we know it's true that females have this perception of how we should look. 
I mean, it's just, and I think Instagram just magnifies that. And I love Instagram, don't get me wrong, but um, you can use filters and use your best picture and <laughs> do your hair and your makeup before your and picture. Take 47 so, photos to find exactly. one. Exactly. Because this is how I look all the time. So I, <laughs> I think I was amazed as I started, since the first series was for teen girls, I would be speaking at like a youth event, but there would be moms or grandmas maybe there or um, in attendance. And then the grandmas would come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like women are just so concerned with how they look. And it's, um, I see my mom's friends concerned about wrinkles and like, should they be getting plastic surgery? The answer is no, you should not be. Um, (laughs) um, But I just, I think it's just something that's common, but there's so many issues that we deal with on how we think we should be or how much money we think we should earn or the things we think we should do. Or like I said, for parents, it's a lot of how you think you should be parenting or what you should be doing with your kids or how your house should look. Now, even with all these um, like home shows, like everyone's house should look yeah. like Joanna Gaines decorated it. Like who has time for that? Some people do, but not all of us. And right. that we should, with all the great- I do not have shiplap in my home. <laughs> Me either. Um, it's not and, hard to put up. Mike's going to put shiplap in both of our homes. Okay, great. Yeah, and that's then exactly our what houses will look like Joanna's. Um but and the cooking shows, like I love to cook, but I who can cook like that every meal, right? I so I think there's just all who can this... cook like that for one meal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Laura, Laura and I send back send these texts back and forth to each other just randomly, like, <laughs> look, I cooked dinner tonight, and it's in a paper bag, <laughs> or I'm holding a pizza box, or <laughs> yeah, and we are sharing our culinary advice with each other of how we cook dinner, or just our honesty <laughs> that you do what you can do, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think. I think women's biggest issue tends to be their appearance. And I think men's biggest issue tends to be their worldly success from the groups that I talk to. Those would be, I would think the biggest issues, but there are so many that, you know, we're all struggling to try to arrive or be approved. Yeah. 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 And as moms, I know, and, and I see it all the time and I have boys, so it's not quite the direct, message that it would be for girls but I know we can send mixed messages about identity like if a mom is constantly you know talking badly about her own body then that sends messages to her daughter so how how as a mom have you tried to model healthy self-image for your kids you have two boys two girls and 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 what do you do what have you stopped doing (laughs) that um yeah no I think you know, even writing Skinny and doing the research on it and interviewing people um, to make sure it was accurate um, just made me so aware of this. So one thing I did is I threw away our scale um, because... Like you literally threw away... Like put it in the garbage can because (laughs) um, it was like, why... It's just this thing, like I'd always weighed myself every day. I don't know why. And some people need to for health reasons or whatever, but I did not need to for health reasons. And I was like, what am I mirroring to my kids that they need to weigh themselves every day. Like what kind of message is that sending on what our weight, that number means to us? Like God doesn't measure us on numbers. He just loves us. He doesn't measure us. He just loves us. Um, And he made us exactly the size and shape that we are. So we should embrace that. Um, I also outlawed the words fat and ugly from our house. So you're not allowed to say those in our house. Um, we did get to a point where the kids were like, can I say it's a fat chicken? Like, um, like they can say, can we say that sweater is ugly? I'm like, okay, the sweater is ugly, but no people are ugly. Um, but I just think banning some of those things that are just so obvious. I think I am 
super careful and my husband and I, we will never, ever say anything like, oh, do these jeans make me look fat or does this jacket make me look big or, um, or gosh, I look hideous today or, you know, I just saying those things out loud, our kids are listening all the time. Yeah. And if we're saying it's okay to think that way, then we're saying, I don't believe I'm Christ's masterpiece. Yeah. And if I'm saying I don't believe it, then why would I expect them to believe it? Right. Um, That's yeah. hard. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. got to be a, um, just a constant. And yeah, some days do we have days where we don't feel like we look our best? Sure, fine. But we are still Christ's best. So I think it even, it's this awesome self-perpetuating in a good circle kind of way that I am so conscious of what I'm saying that since I never say those kind of things, or even if I glance in the mirror, I'm like, oh, girl, um, that, <laughs> then I just kind of think to myself, all right, but but God made me and I've got stuff to do today. He has stuff in store for me as people he wants me to talk to and things he wants me to do. Yeah. And um, here I go. And yeah, it just it just helps me stay in that right frame. As Mike, well. do dads do this? Do they even think about <laughs> The messages they're sending about their body image to their boys. <laughs> oh, you know, that's that's a great question. I, um, you know, because I, you know, I'm I'm like insanely tall. I'm like six five, you know, yes, which I'm, I'm okay. insanely short, <laughs> so, so which I'm OK with now. But I know for me, that was an image uh, issue yeah. with me growing up mm-hmm. because I stood out so much. And so I tried to like crouch down and yeah. and, um, you know, and w- I also grew up with a, a Polish grandmother in my house who cooked l- a lot of pierogi. So it's just dumplings. <laughs> Which, and okay. yeah, yeah. So I was so I, you know, so I, I dealt with weight issues uh, growing up, um, you know, before I started stretching out, you know. So when you're when you're tall, you can hide it a lot better, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I, I can affirm that. <laughs> so so those Being are always <laughs> so those were always, uh, you know, things kind of issues that I had that I think I probably carried into my adult life. And so even with exercising and that sort of thing, I just tried to, you know, it was always, you know, why am I exercising? Am I exercising to feel healthy and vibrant or am I exercising, you know, because of those, you know, issues, yeah, those voices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, I know my kids picked it up. My, my son is just like a, he's like a gym rat. (laughs) Just go. And he's, he's really, yeah, he's really, you know, buff and everything, which is great for him. Um, I want to be healthy about that, but yeah, but just recognizing, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're fine without that as well. Um, you know, so if they, if you're, if you're doing it to be healthy and, and that's, that's great, but you don't need to do it you know, to feel like you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that this is not just a girl issue. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so Laura, you have uh, two boys and two girls. Yes. Is that right? Awesome. And uh, so how have you helped them through their own struggles with identity or, or as you say it, help them to see their own true reflections in Christ? So I tried to just really embrace them for who they are because it's so cool if you're a parent you know like your kids are just all so completely different we have these four kids and um their personalities are all completely different it's incredible to believe that they both like came from my husband's and my dna because they are just (laughs) all such complete unique masterpieces right because that's what masterpieces are they're all so different masterpieces never look like someone else which i think is a lot of our mistake trying to mirror other people um so just embracing who they are um if um, my daughter, my oldest, she went through a stage from probably second to eighth grade where she wore a backwards baseball cap every day, all the time. Um, and that was kind of thing that like one of the grandparents was like, you shouldn't have her wear that. And um, some people were like, are you okay with her wearing a hat? I'm like, yeah. Like, why would I not be okay with that? Like, 
as long as she takes it off when we're like praying, you know, like I don't. <laughs> or the national anthem. Right, exactly. As long as she takes it off in respectful situations, like if that is her personal style right now, mm-hmm. not only am I going to allow her to embrace that, but I want my kids to always know that they can embrace who they were created to be. Yeah. Right. That this isn't, there's not a norm. They have to be, um, you know, if one of them says they want their hair cut, all right, we'll get your hair cut. If one of them wants to grow it out, cool, grow it out. Like as long, you know, I, I, one of my daughters was like, I want a blue streak in my hair. I'm like, great. Like, I don't care. Um, I just want them to embrace who they are and never feel like they're being judged for wearing a baseball cap, wearing a baseball cap (laughs) or putting, you know, you can do that with Jello. You can put blue streaks in yes. your hair. So they were putting Jello in your hair. Oh, to that turn works with blue. Jello. It does. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for like I'm a sure, month. I'm but... sure bees love that too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's really good, um, especially in the summertime, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I think embracing not only their appearances on who they want to be in their style. Like, if we're shopping for clothes, they don't like that, then don't wear that. Yeah. Um, the kids wear uniforms to school. My kids go to uh, Christian schools. So they have uniforms, but. The same daughter who wore the backwards baseball cap, you can imagine she never wanted to wear the plaid skirt. So um, <laughs> the girls all wore plaid skirts, but you could, uniform pants were an option. So she yeah. wore pants and shorts yeah. the whole time um, and didn't wear the skirt until high school. And I was also like, great, like wear what you feel comfortable in. Yeah. Why would I force her into a plaid skirt if it made her feel uncomfortable? Like yeah. there's just no reason to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did with my son. Uh, he grew out his he grew out his hair, you know, mm-hmm. and actually it looks good now, you know. Yeah. Kind of got the flowing locks, but there was that <laughs> there was that time that we were that always awkward, was, yeah that awkward yeah middle is yeah. like, buddy, do you want to get take you to the haircut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dad, I'm good. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but then yeah, but but he also went to a private school, so we could count on him. You know, the the dean of students coming up to him say. Get your haircut. You know? <laughs> so yeah, he was sort of the enforcer. But then when he when he graduated, we were like, okay, you know, you know, we don't have grow that same out. authority anymore. Yeah, so grow, grow it out. So yeah, um, sure. we're gonna take a break and put Jello in our hair, and we'll be <laughs> right back on the Bible for Kids podcast. Where is wisdom? Where is wisdom takes us on a creative tour through the beautiful truths found in Job twenty eight. I don't know about you. But the book of Job can be a challenging read, yet Scott James gets to the heart of the poem that Job 28 is. He so simply yet creatively shares the message that the greatest treasure is found in God and in the wisdom that he alone can provide, a truth that everyone needs to hear. Epic Devotions, 52 Weeks in the Story that Changed the World, is a collection of insightful devotions which explore biblical events in a way that is relevant and exciting. You'll enjoy BNH Kids Book's special feature, Parent Connection, an easy tool to help you engage in meaningful discussions with your family. Available everywhere books are sold. Okay, favorite listeners, we are always giving something away. Free books, yay! So to win, check out our instructions on Instagram and Facebook at The Bible for Kids. And just look for The Bible for Kids podcast at Google or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to The Bible for Kids podcast. And uh, today we are speaking with Laura Smith, uh, author and speaker. So, Laura, you live in a college town. um, And I live in a college town, too. And just walking across campus... (laughs) You can see a lot of issues. You hear about a lot of issues. Um, I know you and I have talked about some of the drinking issues and then <laughs> the way some of them dress around our boys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, um, and, uh, but really, all of 
those symptoms really just point back to an identity struggle, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually love being in the college town um, because I feel I have an opportunity to talk to a lot of college girls, hopefully, and plant some seeds of light there and remind them who they were created to be. But college for me was a tough time. I was definitely on the struggle bus there as far as trying to prove myself and trying to prove to anyone that I was lovable and made a lot of um, bad choices as a result of that. So I drive through our uptown and my heart literally breaks um, because I see so many young women specifically, but the young men as well, who are just, they just want to be loved. I mean, we all want to be loved, right? Like that is our inner desire. And God put that desire in our hearts because he wants us to know that he loves us, which is incredible that he gave that to us. But when we don't understand that love, then we're seeking it um, in all the wrong places. So I do see these girls who literally are walking around without without being covered in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, basically without shirts on. Right. I mean, unless you count a bra as a shirt. Um, But I don't. Yeah, I typically don't um, wear that. My heart breaks for them because I know that they just, they want attention and they know that that is a way to get attention. Um, But the truth is they're so beautiful. And like if they actually covered up more, then people would actually see their beauty more. Um, They'd be able to see their eyes and their personality and um, the their interesting opinions that they have and what they have to share and not with the just world. the shock value. Of, right. Not yeah. just an instant um, eye candy kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I know it's heartbreaking, but it's also I feel that God has planted me in that area. So hopefully I can um, share where I was and what a difference he makes. Yeah. So um, what can we as parents do from day one mm-hmm. uh, to help our kids have a firm grasp on who they truly are in Christ so that maybe they can... Um, skip over some of those uh, (laughs) issues with identity. Yeah, that's the prayer, right? Well, I think praying over our kids for sure. Um, Praying when it's just us one-on-one with Jesus, but praying with them too. I know I'll often just be like, you know, Jesus, thank you so much for this gift you've given. Fill in the blank kid as I'm praying with them before bed. You know, let them use it for your glory. Let them know that it's from you. Um, Just so they're reminded, like they have all these super cool talents and interesting things about them that... um, they need to be told. Um, yeah. They need to be reminded of. Yeah. Um, and I think also reinforcing when things happen, um, where they get opportunities to use that gift, that that it is God, like highlighting what He's given them, that it's an opportunity He gave, so that that's not just like, oh, you're good at soccer, but look, you got this opportunity to play in this special tournament because God gave you that gift and He wants you to use it. Yeah. Um, just to remind them that they are just packed with gifts from God. Um, yeah. I think also just. Again, as a parent, modeling um, that we accept and embrace who we are. Um, that, you know, if we're tall, then we're like, we're the tallest one in the room. Instead of, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, I yeah. think uh, like really owning our physical characteristics as well, that that's something that God gave us um, and reminding them all the time. I think that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that yeah. they're made in the image of God because that carries so much weight. And really, we're created in his image. So if there starts to be negative negative self-talk, because it can even happen like in preschool with our kids, like someone said, I'm, you know, whatever. Too active. (laughs) But you're made in the image of God. Yeah. Like that, like you can hold up your head and you can like walk into any room, um, no matter what people are thinking or what their perceptions might be, your perception can be they are made in God's image. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when it, you and when your kids know that they're when our kids know that they're loved, you know, from a young age. I mean, that's something that just seeps into them. And mm-hmm. they, they know that they're loved by their parents, and and then yeah, that's a great model for them. And I think accepting like all of their quirky differences. I have four kids; three are athletes, one's an actor. Like he didn't want anything to do with athletics. Awesome. I love that about him. Yeah. Right. That yeah. he wanted to do the thing he that God so made cute. him to do. So yeah. I just think yeah. also just from whatever age they think Star Wars is cool, great. Let's watch some Star Wars movies. You know, yeah. as yeah. long as they're healthy, nutritious things in their lives. Like right. embracing the things they're interested in. They love history. Let's get some books on history. Like let's just empower them to really do the things they were made to do and to yeah. tell them like it's super cool that you love history. Um, yeah. because the kids at school aren't going to tell them that's cool, right? Yeah. And that's yeah, when yeah. the self-doubt comes in, and that's when you start to prove yourself in other ways and think that you're not a beautiful creation. Right. So I think just embracing, like, all of the things that God put in them specifically, so just, like, really try to bring those out and enhance those as opposed yeah. to, like, oh, that's not what all the other kids are doing. I'm going to try to fit you into the cookie cutter. Because right. they hear enough of that. I was just thinking that as you're talking, as parents, we may be the only ones affirming their true identities and their identities mm-hmm. in Christ. We may be the only ones telling them, no, I love your hair like that because nobody else is wearing their hair like that. So media friends, especially junior high and high school, it just gets so, um, you know, the, everybody's trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. So everybody's trying to fit in the same box. Um, so as parents, being the only voice of truth sometimes, mm-hmm. um, speaking into that, it makes our role so much more important um, just to tell them the truth about who they are. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so you have a 40-day devotional that I have personally read and walked through myself, and it has lines for writing and everything, but it helps people to walk through 40 days of discovering their true reflection in Christ. And I would say it's for anybody, really. Um, I mean, it a- appealed to me, but I could also see how it appeals to teens or whatever. Um, so you're going to give us some to yeah, give away sure. to our listeners, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Okay. So listeners, um, just check out our social media and our website to see how to win your free copy of that. And if people want to connect with you, Laura, how can they do that? And, uh, and how can they buy, can they buy books through your website as well? Um, you can buy books on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm Laura L. Smith with the L because Smith, you would be amazed how many Laura Smith authors there are out <laughs> <Really>? there. Wow, <laughs> so yeah. on Amazon, if you're trying to find me, it's Laura L. Smith. My books are all available there. Um, my website is laurasmithauthor.com, as is my Instagram, which are the best ways to find me, um, Laura Smith Author. Um, and you blog weekly, unlike me who blogs about once a year. Uh, <laughs> Laura <laughs> actually blogs weekly. They come into my inbox and they're always just full of such encouragement and light and reminders of the truth like I was talking about. So mamas and daddies out there who need that reminder so that you can pass them on to your kids, um, sign up for Laura's um, blog or her newsletter or whatever on her website and so that you can get that weekly infusion of light. Um, And I know you have other books you're working on, but we'll have to save that for a later date. Um, But thanks so much. It's just such a treat to have this friend in the in the studio with me, sitting beside me and just talking about the things that we love. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Laura. And thank you for joining us on another edition of the Bible for Kids podcast. Thanks for listening to the Bible for Kids podcast with Amy Parker and Mike Naraki. Be sure to connect with the Bible for Kids on Instagram and Facebook and at thebibleforkids.com. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas for future podcasts. You can email us info at thebibleforkids.com.
The Bible for Kids podcast is part of the Way Nation Podcast Network. Find more podcasts at waynation.com.